there. Welcome to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm Susie Botello, your host, and you're listening to episode 83. Hello, my name is M. Hollis Morgan. I am the director of the short film, The Exiled Heart. Uh, the Exiled Heart was a final selection for the 2020 International Mobile Film Festival, and it was truly a great experience. Um, if you are looking for a film festival that specializes and focuses rather on mobile films, this is definitely a great one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the SBB podcast. Uh, I guess I'm your host today, uh, Aaron Naboos. I'm, uh, I'm one of the brand ambassadors uh, of the International I'm hiding Mobile in Film the Festival. closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm here with our special guest, uh, the founder of the uh, festival, uh, Susie Botello. How are you doing, Susie? Hi. Hey, you know what? Yeah, what's uh, up? Let's, let's do this. You're the host. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My co-host. We have so much fun together uh, that this probably will get a little goofy. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Aaron? Pretty good. Um, this whole COVID thing has um, uh, been an interesting experience. That's, uh, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we are um, living... You know, remember... At first, right, um, I know myself and a few other people were kind of thinking about how it was like a movie, you know, but it's been a very long movie, you know, that we're experiencing. Uh, yes, indeed. And also, uh, you know, all the, the uh, Black Lives Matter protests going on as well. It's uh, June 13th. 2020. 2020. And um, remember... Uh, I am legend with Will Smith. I do. So remember he used to, uh, you know, every day, you know, he was a scientist, right? Uh, but he was documenting every day. You know, he would record the date and the time and his experiences. Um, what do you think about that? Like, I mean, I know this isn't a movie, but what well, do you I mean, think you about that? You, mean, you mentioned document documenting uh, and I think that's important um, especially uh, especially now because uh, you know as you mentioned stories help shape perspectives and um, stories help us understand other people and their perspectives and uh, if you don't tell your own story uh, someone's going to tell it for you you know so I think that's something that um, making uh uh, films on a smartphone can do. It empowers you to share and tell uh, your own story. Um, I mean, just look at the, you know, the Black Black Lives Matter movement. If it wasn't for the the smartphone uh, sharing that unfortunate incident, uh, who knows what might have happened? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we're. We're build, build everything up. We've built everything up for that almost. Um, I mean, this year, you know, the problem has been going on forever. Um, but to have a smartphone and, you know, I think this time is one of, one of, 
I'm sure it's not the only time where it was filmed from beginning to end without stopping. And um, that made an impact because it wasn't just a, a short little clip type of a thing. It was the, the story from beginning to end, really, of the situation. And I think, you know, coming from a storytelling perspective, what that has done, you know, a, a video that was shot with a phone, right, by a, someone who was there as a part of it, experiencing that? I mean, right, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, it just lit a match that started a fire that, that uh, extended all around the world. And, I mean, metaphorically, it's starting to burn down some of the uh, uh, systematic uh, racism that's been around for ages. So hopefully this can continue. This can continue and uh, hopefully it'll be the beginning of, of, of the right path forward. You know, one of the... Um the things about mobile filmmaking per se, right, is the fact that you have on one, one spectrum, it's a spectrum, right? So you have on one side, you have someone like Steven Soderbergh uh, just a couple years ago making a movie with his smartphone, right? Someone from Hollywood and being very creative and, 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 and bringing the, the, the importance of the smartphone camera to the filmmaking industry um, a little more on the mainstream. And then on this side of the spectrum, you have people from all walks of life, right, who have their smartphones with them and encounter situations that now they can record. And the power you know, uh, the, the power of the story, you know, is, is in who gets to see it, right? Because if no one gets to see it, because I think there's another part of this that goes beyond just recording it. But the fact that you can share that on social media, I think is a, makes a big difference too. I believe so. And, um, I mean, Speaking of sharing, I mean, that's why something like the International Mobile Film Festival is important because uh, you you give a an, uh, you give a space for for people from around the world to share their to share their stories, and, and they all have their uh, unique perspectives and, and different forms of artistic expression, and um, I think that's a, a valuable thing to have. Yeah, you know what that just made me realize too. I mean, not realize, but something to point out as well is that like for example, you know, you could you could watch all the movies that were shot with mobile phones, right? And all the stories and and then you could get up and go and go about life and well, that was good. But uh during the film festival, um the filmmakers that come get to share when you were saying the perspective, they get to share their perspective and their stories behind the stories. And there's a lot of really good insights that they share. Do you rem remember some of those that you might want to bring into perspective? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one thing that comes to mind, um, I know they, I know they talk about a lot of the technical challenges or, or some of the technical things that they 
we're able to figure out. So um, I remember Anthony Delacruz was talking about uh, some of the, some of the, th- the ways he was editing on his phone, um, and then some of the other uh, uh, um, mobile movie creators were were talking about lighting or you know just talking about all the other technical aspects of the film. So I think one thing that's viable value valuable about the <laughs> film festival is that it's an, it gives them a chance to to network with each other and exchange notes and i think that just makes everybody uh, better in the long run yeah and not only during the q and a it's the one on one that i yes, I, I see agree. yeah the 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 one on one where somebody who may not you know even just one of the attendees who was not a filmmaker right who all of a sudden says well i've got a phone maybe i want to make a movie you know yeah because, that's exactly you know and they'll they'll walk they'll they'll just approach a filmmaker who made a movie maybe the same kind of genre or did something really interesting and they'll say one on one you know um, hey, you know, how did you do this? And if I wanted to make a film and they have that one-on-one conversation, that's more private. Not everybody wants to <laughs> have their conversation be part of a panel. You know what I mean? Right. And speaking of motivating, I um, mentioned Anthony Dela Cruz earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, his daughter was in attendance one year, right? And mm-hmm. then the next year she decided to make her own movie and she's only 11 or she was 11 at the time. So she was, uh, he was on the Q&A panel in our film festival in 2016. And um, she, she and her mom and her sisters happened to be sitting behind me in the audience. And um, I asked, uh, you know, a question to Anthony and he was answering it. And I, the question had to do with youth, you know, and filmmaking and how I wanted to bring more youth into our film festival and I turned around and to to you know to her and her sisters and I said if 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 one of you wants to make a movie with your smartphone maybe you can be here because Anthony had just said he planned to make a movie for the following year I said you know you could be in this film festival uh with your dad you know and you never know when you say something to a kid if it's going to inspire them or not, you know. But I think it was her dad being up there, you know, the attention that he was getting, right, that really inspired her more. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think the encouragement of me addressing her personally right there uh, gave her something to think about. And she did it. She did. And um, I remember... Uh, both Anthony and her, uh, Miranda, uh, on the red carpet that year uh, was 2017. was the first year that I attended uh, the festival. And then um, you had asked us to do uh, red carpet interviews. And it was, it was great seeing both Anthony and um, his daughter, um, you know, on the red carpet. And, and he was so happy for her and was like, it was just a joy to watch and and Miranda was was she she just owned the place she was so confident and she was uh it was just a great experience to see her sort of empowered at that 
exact moment in time, you know? Yeah, it it, it was surprising because she was um, quiet and she she looked a little or appeared a bit shy. Mm-hmm. But whenever you asked her a question and there she was in front of everyone, right? And she right. just lit up, you know? It was amazing. It was such an amazing experience for me to be able to supply that platform when the father and the daughter could share the red carpet together and have that all be recorded and and have it be a moment that they'll never forget. And I think um, it was cool that, I mean, even though she was a, a kid, you still treated her as a, 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 just, just the same as the other filmmakers. Yeah, and I think that um, there's a there's a reason for that because I do see the storyteller, um, regardless of age, as equal to one another. You know, your story is not better than mine. My story is not better than yours, and I think it's it 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 inspires people to um, share the stage and the platform with each other, regardless of of age. You know, who else was also there was Mickey Harrison, who was like in her 80s. Oh, yeah, that was a that was a beautiful juxtaposition. I mean, yeah. you know, just having the youngest filmmaker there and and the most the most experienced uh, filmmaker there. Um, she, it was it was uh, interesting to see them together on, on the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really it was my for me. Remember? Uh, well, I don't know if you remember or not, but I remember saying it that my dream had come true as far as the vision of seeing that on the red carpet all together, you know, the, the novice, the experienced, the professional, the different age groups, you know, all together on the red carpet. Uh, speaking of the festival, um, you have a few categories that are, that, that look pretty interesting. You want, you want to talk about a few of them? Yeah, um, actually, I would like to make an announcement because we have a, a new category, uh, one oh, that was yes. inspired yeah, by uh, Jamie Lawrence, who uh, won second place uh, in this last year's uh, virtual <laughs> International Mobile Film Festival. And uh, you can listen, actually, to his podcast that inspired me to create this category. Uh, his podcast was episode 80, and the category is called Screen Dance. Screen Dance. That, that has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, it's, it's basically centered around the, the film that he did, which was really inspiring. And some of the other ones, if you go to his website, uh, that you will find, um, Basic, so he's a dancer, and um, he works with dancers. He's a soloist, he's a choreographer, a dancer, and a filmmaker. I mean, obviously a very talented guy. Um, and one of the things that was really inspiring about his film is that he is actually moving the camera. Uh, he, when I say camera, I'm talking about the smartphone right? The smartphone mm-hmm. camera. Yep. Um, using a gimbal, right? As a stabilizer. He is performing and moving the camera fluidly around the performer. And the camera almost becomes 
um, almost like the bird's eye view type of a thing, but not really high, you know, looking down. Um, dancing around the performer in a way. Like he's leaping and, and, and sliding around and all kinds of camera movements. Um, so he's dancing along with the dancers. It's like a, a partner that you can't see. <laughs> right. And he gives the audience, you know, the, 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 the people. So I, see, I look at the, the smartphone as a window. Like the window in your pocket, right? You can pull out and see everything from. Um, it's your perspective. Um, like with a regular, you know, camera, it's it's this big thing, and the screen is just a little part of it. And in the um, traditional film industry, you you have a calibrated monitor so that you can see exactly what it looks like, um, because what you see through the camera is not exactly what it's going to look like in the end. So you mm -hmm. use a separate monitor for that. But with a phone, you're looking at a rectangle, and it's you put it in front of something, and it's like a window to, what, to the view of what you're seeing, to the perspective. And so I just think that's, that's kind of an awesome way of, you know, what you see is what you get. And so... He's dancing around and moving it around, and he does these, the circular motions and things like that. I just think it's pretty awesome. So that's what the, the screen dance category is to um, encourage people in that industry, in the dance industry, to, um, to make films using their, their smartphone cameras, which are more mobile, more versatile, versatile um, more... Um, uh, you, you don't have to have a lot of muscle <laughs> <laughs> to move around in that way. Uh, you only need one hand, basically. You don't need both hands. Um, and it'll, it just allows you to move free, you know, have a lot of freedom in the, in the movements. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing the submissions for that category. Yeah. And, um, hopefully if, if everything works out, um, he plans to be here in San Diego, uh, to lead that category in the, and um, an award, a, uh, a very special award to somebody from that category. So we encourage um, anyone who wants to uh, submit a film for dancing to go for it and, and actually say, you know, I want to submit it to the screen dance category. Speaking of submissions, um, yeah. submissions are going live uh, June 19th, uh, 2020. Yes, they are at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> when you submit a feature film, we I should mention um, that we raised the bar a little bit on that one. So it used to be from 40 to 90 minutes, and we've now extended that to 40, 40 minutes to 120 minutes. So... Your film can be anywhere between 40 and two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought I'd do that for people who wanted to, you know, have a little more, you know, than a 90-minute film. If you want to have a 91-minute film. Because <laughs> 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 we're really strict on those uh, time limits. Um, but I think that should that should help some people. Um, 
in any case, it makes it a little more of a of a standard, you know, feature film. And they, um, I think there's, uh, they have until, was it October 19th to submit short films? Um, yeah, so actually, no. Um, feature films, the deadline for feature films is October 19th. Oh, that's right. But uh, November 19th is for the short films. Got it. So um, make a note, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. I'm just messing with you. Um, anything else you th- think you'd like to chat about? Um, I know there's a cosplay category. Mm. Hey, why don't you give out some ideas to our listeners about the cosplay? Because that's, that's something, not that you're a cosplayer, but the comics industry is your, is your thing. Yeah, I think some really cool ideas for for movies um, about cosplaying would be um, behind the scenes footage, incorporating that into a movie. Because um, throughout the years, cosplaying has gotten way more elaborate. It's not just about going to the store and finding something haphazardly and slapping it on and, and then going to a convention all on the same day. Uh, you have people spending weeks, if not months, uh, creating these elaborate cosplays. I mean, you have 3D printing technology, um, like what our good friend uh, uh, Dude Vader does. Um, he 3D prints a lot of the uh, pieces that he wears from his helmet to like the shoulder pads and other other pieces of armor that he creates. Um, you have a lot of cosplayers who are sewing from scratch their own costumes. So um, I'd love to see uh, them sort of uh, going behind the scenes and showing how they, they create and fabricate uh, their costumes. Um, another thing that would be incredible to see would be, um, I know a lot of our cosplay friends, like I mentioned Dude Vader, um, Hot Nerd Girl also. They're part of um, Star Wars Steampunk Universe, and they do a lot of charity events. And it would be incredible to to see them interact with some of the kids that they go visit, um, you know, having that more sort of thematically or cinematically presented uh, would, would be incredible. So um, I think, I think those were, those would be two things that I'd, I'd love to see concerning cosplay uh, when it comes to uh, cosplay film. Yeah. One of the things that I found out about some of the cosplayers too, is that it is an industry, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are the, um, some of them actually are they. It's their job to cosplay. They get hired and paid. Right. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing, and a lot of them are starting to create their own channels, like on Twitch. Um, I mean, Twitch isn't just about video games anymore. I mean, there's a lot of people there who who actually showcase their their own cosplays on Twitch. So it's incredible to see them. Uh, get paid for for what they're passionate about. Yeah, I think it's one of the, you know, I always make a big deal out of our red carpet events. And mm-hmm. remember uh, when we brought them into the red carpet, you remember what initiated? I, I just remember that we oh, were talking had, on the phone <laughs> about Batman. Asked, yeah, yeah, you had asked me if, I, if we could get Batman on, on the red carpet. Um, so I, I, I actually looked around for, for 
So was it just contacts. on the red car- carpet? So I had the idea. Remember the trophies? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. You had said that you had, you were gonna say that. Oh, what happened to the awards? And like then, I like, forgot. Hey everybody, yeah. I'm so sorry. I forgot the 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 trophies. Yeah, you know, and at ba- home. And then, and then Batman would come save the day and, and yeah. deliver the trophies and everything. Right. He would walk from the back through the audience to bring up the trophies for the award ceremony. And I thought that was a really cool idea that I would want to experience, you know, and I thought everybody would love it. And and you did. You did look around. But I came up with a pretty good alternative. Yes, um, you did. You I brought a whole fr- group of people. <laughs> <laughs> I asked the... Uh, that's Hot Nerd Girl, if she would be willing to ask a Star Wars Steampunk Universe to come represent uh, on the red carpet. And uh, and uh, luck was on our side, and they were able to come through that year. Yep. And it's been a thing ever since. And I hope it'll continue to be a thing for, like, for a long time. And that's one of the reasons why I created the cosplay category as well, because um, I wanted to give them another venue to and another thing to do you know get creative share their stories in film uh join us on the red carpet have another opportunity to wear their their costumes you know oh yeah definitely um i think although although yeah like costumes and and everything that's like it's like it's such an eye-opening thing and it's such a, a a way to break up the monotony of, of, of the uh, of the festival because people get excited when, when they get uh, escorted down the red carpet with, with somebody from the, from the Star Wars uh, Steampunk universe. Yeah, I think this year, because I think this year I was pretty much directing, you know, the, the show. Mm-hmm. And I was telling people beforehand, go crazy, get creative, do your thing. I mean, you don't just have to walk out there and pose, you know. And right. they took it to heart. You know, they were having so much fun. You got people doing splits. You got uh, <laughs> gymnastics. I'm like, whoa, what's going on over here? <laughs> you remember uh, Ross Perkins and Kimberly Hart from, oh, yeah, from Australia. Australia? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they had, um, uh, so who was, so it was Sean Richter, right? Playing uh-huh, the, yeah. the Mandalorian. Yep. And um, they grabbed his, uh, what was that? Like a gun of some oh, sort? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does it have a specific name for it? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, so it's not me being a dork. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so whatever that was, <laughs> so they grabbed it and they were posing around for it. And see, uh, uh, Ross Perkins is an actor as well, and so he was really doing the moves there uh, on the acting. He, you know, I think what it does is it really livens that that whole thing up into a show and. I remember uh, Steve, Stephen Palmer, um, Peterson. Uh, Peterson. I'm like, wow. Um, he was, you know, he seemed like this quiet guy, right? And he really let loose on the oh, red carpet. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Um, I loved the red carpet. You know, then that's hard to mimic in our virtual film festival that we had. Yeah. So fingers crossed for next year. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. What else? And another category that I think is important, and it's probably your, your favorite category, is the uh, community stories category. 
that's uh that is one of my closest to heart uh categories that empowers a community member from a community to share a story from their own community as opposed to having someone from the outside come in to share their stories and i think we've had some of the most moving and endearing movies from this category definitely um i think one of my first uh community stories shared was from um uh, Africa. Uh, if you remember um, our story about uh, the street children from our friend in Cameroon, mm. um, his his name, uh, he, his nickname at least, as he told me, is God Love, because his mother named him that. Um, it's about uh, orphans, orphans right, on the streets. And um, and we presented that, uh, I believe it was in 2017 in that film festival. And uh, I spoke with him. You may have heard of him when you met me in 2016 at that panel because I brought him, his his other name on Facebook was Cine Cell. Um, and uh, he uh, got in touch with me and said, I have a community story that I want to put in your film festival. And I said, okay, uh, you know, send it to me, you know, and, and I, I saw it and I thought, oh, this is really, really good, you know. Um, and what happened was that he said, you know, I don't have things here in Cameroon and Africa, but I oh, want to share think, the stories. I think I remember this story. <laughs> yeah. So he made a, a tripod out of a bamboo he made a stabilizer out of a steering wheel from a car, an abandoned car. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he did things like this. Um, I want to share something, though, uh, with you. And this is the first time I, I forgot to mention this to you, and I was going to bring it up to our friend Anthony De La Cruz as well because he's always been inspired by, by this story. So... Uh, I actually received a few messages from him a couple weeks ago. Guess where he is? He finally realized a little bit of a dream. He is in the United States now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, he has, I mean, this, this goes back. Uh, when I first um, met him online, I think it was in 2014, 2015, Um and he was always, you know, you know, I told him, don't give up. And he was like, I, I won't. You inspire me and I want to come to your film festival. I hope now that he's in the United States, he can cruise over to our film festival That'd uh, be awesome. in San Diego. I'd make a, a big, a, a live big shout out to him as I'm doing right now. Uh, but to congratulate him because, um, you know, as an orphan himself in Cameroon and Africa, equipped, I think he was using a BlackBerry phone to to make his movies. What's at a the time. BlackBerry phone? I'm just joking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was using Adobe Premiere to edit his films. And his dream was to come here and, you know, be a filmmaker and, um, and a musician, too. So... He's he's living the dream right now. Well, hopefully I get the, get a chance to meet him. 
Yeah. So, so yes. So he was telling the story, you know, from within as, you know, himself using his phone, which was really awesome. And, uh, and there's been a few more of those, but, um, yeah, every year we, we try to feature, uh, one, at least one, uh, as a community story featured in our film festival. And we kind of make a big deal out of that. Mm-hmm. And some of the other categories, we'll just go down the list. Um, you have the cinematic film category, which I think is pretty self-explanatory, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the, um, probably something that's relevant uh, for today's times, so the journalism and current events category. Yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty uh, awesome for mobile journalists and, and, and vloggers to uh, submit to. Um, the geography and wildlife category. Uh, I think I remember you telling me about a movie that you shot for this category, sort of, uh, featuring a gopher, right? <laughs> yeah, it was more like a one-minute movie. <laughs> <laughs> Caught a gopher in the backyard and, um, yeah, used my... That was with my iPhone 4S. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think I pilot... I think I still have my iPhone 5 somewhere. I don't know where it is, though. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, um, I actually edit, I, I edited that movie uh, using Splice. Splice. Yeah, and I included some banjo-type music uh, to go with it. <laughs> oh, I can imagine it right now. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was cute. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really short thing. I caught it. I happened to ca- catch it. I... I I didn't zoom in or anything. I literally walked up into it in, into I snuck myself, uh, snuck the camera right in front of it. But because the camera is so small, right, um, I didn't scare it away. So it, it felt pretty cool to get a gopher coming out of its hole. You know, it was peeping its head around and stuff. It was pretty <laughs> funny. It was cute. Um, and lastly, we have the business and entrepreneurship category. Yes, and you remember uh, Prakash uh, Gandhi? Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, Um, he actually submitted one of the first ones in that category uh, about a bakery and another one from a dance company. Um, Yeah, so, you know, if you you own a business or if you're an entrepreneur or something like that, you can... Definitely submit a business um, type film to the film festival. Get creative. Uh, tell a story um, that's kind of important and promote it. And imagine, you know, I think it would be great that you can use your experience and the film's experience and the red carpet and everything uh, as something, you know, for your marketing campaign, for your company, for your film to, to say, oh, yeah, we made a promotional video that. You know, I mean, if you win an award, that'd be awesome, right? That yeah, would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about tips on how to uh, increase the chances of having your movie picked? What What are some tips that you can throw out there for some of the filmmakers? Well, without getting too deep into anything, I would say, you know, first you got to have your story. Um, definitely shoot horizontal not vertical uh good audio uh you know get creative um in 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 choosing 
more than one location to shoot your film. Uh, good lighting. Um, pay attention to all the details, basically. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know really what else to say other the overall quality of your film. Uh, watch other films, you know, watch a lot of movies and do the best you can. Yeah, I think they should go back and watch one of the films from last year's festival, one that won uh, for features, uh, Stealth. I think it has good examples of everything that you just talked about. Uh, I loved especially the, the location shots and a lot of the different angles that were used. Yeah, you know, um, there were some scenes from inside the car and a lot of people inside the car tend to shoot their footage at, you know, just sitting on the passenger seat. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, you could see that she used um, uh, Inga Vosk, by the way, is the filmmaker's name. Um, she used different angles from different places in the car. Um, you know, even looking up from you know, instead of just at eye level from the passenger side. There's, you know, you think it's a small space and there's not much you can do, but I love how they covered the, the, the car scenes from different angles as well by using the mobility of the camera in that way. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and all the locations that they used. There was some pretty cool footage in some areas where, remember, there were, uh, there were the two guys, the two two of the protagonists were eating, uh, I think one of them was eating grapes or an apple. I can't remember right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over by uh, sitting off of a, of a ladder and there was a tree there and it was a really, really cool shot. You know, the whole thing was very artistic. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, issues of continuities are, are is a concern. I mean, especially for a feature length movie. Um, what are some tips that uh, people can do to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, they have good continuity? There's a, there's a lot of tricks. I was um, uh, continuity and script supervisor um, in, in, <laughs> in a couple of feature, in a in feature past, In a past life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, there's a sense of, um, uh, with continuity that you have to match things. So you can review your footage from the, from the film. You can take f pictures. And, but I think, to be honest with you, Aaron, because I've been lying the whole time, uh, to be honest with you, though, <laughs> sincerely, <laughs> um, I think one of the best things to do is to bring someone on board to, to actually keep a good eye out for things before you shoot them. You know, hey, their uh, shirt in that last scene last time, the other day, right, was, you know, uh, hanging out on one side or something. And now it's tucked in. Like, why did that happen? How did that happen? You know, um, I mean, I'm just throwing an example. Um, when there's a scene of two people drinking uh, water from a clear glass, right, you have mm -hmm. something, it's very typical if, you, if you're paying attention to notice that the water is full and then at the middle of the scene it's half full, but then later on in the scene it's full again and 
It has to do with someone keeping track of things like that, you know, just everything, hair, makeup, wardrobe, the props on the set in your scene, uh, lighting also has a lot to do with it, uh, the time of day, uh, you can cheat the time of day, um, <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a good idea to just bring somebody on board to help you, you know, keep track of those things. Um, but again, if you can at least review your, your, your footage, take, you know, have someone taking photos to check again, um, those things can be very helpful because they do, they do confuse people and they stop them from um, being involved in your film, you know, and, and you do want that. You want to captivate someone's attention and you don't want to let that go once you have it. Yeah, I think keeping, you know, the, the attention of the audience is, is definitely important. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess. There's another well, thing, actually, yeah. I think is kind of important. It, and it's not during production. It's um, during editing. Um, has to do with the pace of your editing. Mm-hmm. And not drawing out um, uh, your, your scenes, your, you know, from one scene to another, from one cut to another too long. Um, not letting, letting the pace of a dialogue without purpose drawing, you know, have that be too much of a pause between one line and another line from another actor, per se. Um, it gets weird. If it gets weird, I mean, review your stuff and have other people look at it because sometimes you can get tired of that. But I think it's, um, it's really important not just to capture everything with the camera, with the phone and everything like that, but however you decide to edit, you know, your film, that really has a lot to do with the output. So, you know, pay attention to that as well. Cool. Um, is there anything else? No, I mean, there's a lot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. But in terms, generally speaking. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know in your last uh, episode, you were talking to Kara, and you had mentioned that uh, you sort of, uh, I guess in the spirit of of hindsight, 2020, right? You went back and and watched a lot of the uh, the films that were submitted for past festivals. Um, I'm curious. I mean, I know you touched on it on the, in that episode, but how did that make you feel? Oh, nostalgic. Just nostalgic. It also, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the people uh, from past film festivals, I'm still in touch with. So. Um, it, it sometimes, you know, I'll reach out and say, hey, I just got done watching your film again, you know, from like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do I do get people from years ago actually reach out once in a while, just share where, you know, something new that they're doing. Um, not necessarily always related to mobile film, you know, but just, you know, hey, I made a film... Here, you know, it wasn't shot with a phone, but I thought you'd like to see it. Or I shot this with a phone. It doesn't qualify for your film festival, but I just wanted to share it with you, see what you think. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, when I saw 
the films again, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. I was remembering the conversations, you know, the correspondence between um, the filmmakers um, through each one of these film festivals in the past. Yeah, it must have been an, an incredible feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing sometimes what you remember, too, you know, the details. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of details, um, we should probably go over the dates once again. Um, next year, it'll take place, the uh, International Mobile Film Festival, on April 23 to 25, uh, 2021. And it's basically the last weekend of April. And as always. As always. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Open call for films um, is this June 19th, 2020. And you have until um, October 19th, 2020 to uh, turn in your, your feature-length films. And you have until November 19th, 2020 to turn in your uh, your short films. So uh, remember those dates. And I think there's another date that's also important. Um, you're going to be participating in something called uh, Lockdown Con. It's taking place uh, June 26th, I think, to the 28th. Um, you have a panel. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, our uh, other ambassadors, you're not the only one, <laughs> <laughs> um, our honorary uh, ambassadors, uh, Jed Brophy and Mark Hadlow, um, they're going to join me for a panel at the Lockdown Con on uh, at 2 p.m. on Sunday, June 28th. And we are here in this time frame here. Do you ever say Los Angeles or L.A.? Doesn't L.A. just sound better? Uh, it's quicker. <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever said Los Angeles. Uh, it just feels different. But um, the L.A. time, Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m., on the 28th, uh, we are going to be talking about, well, do you want to share with them what that really, I mean, pop culture with films and gaming and you've got celebrities from all over the place. It's, it's like a, it's a virtual convention since, you know, we're all going through this uh, pandemic. So uh, it's, it's pop culture and sci-fi heavy in terms of their guests. Um and I think a lot of some a couple of video game uh, people are going to be there too. But uh, Neil and and Jana Halford uh, they've put together this thing called Lockdown Con, um, and it's it has grown. I'm like wow every every day I see Neil <laughs> post something new. <laughs> yeah, there's like all these um, you know speakers, right? Um, it's it's kind of neat to see my face uh, in between all these amazing people. Uh -huh. Um, but, uh, Jet Brophy and Mark Hadlow, uh, became ambassadors and are really good. Um, uh, they, they're firm believers of the mobile filmmaking, uh, community and they're here to inspire you. Um, they were protagonists in a feature film that kind of went a little viral, uh, last year, uh, Blue Moon, uh, directed by Steph Harris. One of the one of the things about this film is it was all shot in New Zealand in one location at a gas station. Mm -hmm. And Jed Brophy and Mark Hadlow 
um, were the protagonists of this, and it's a very uh, heavy, or how should I say this? It, it, there's a lot of dialogue in this, and they were, they're such good actors. Uh, you may know them. Uh, for example, Jed is Nori from The Hobbit, one of the dwarves, and Mark <laughs> plays Dory. <laughs> um, but they've been in, in different films together. Um, you know, like Jed has been in Lord of the Rings, but they've both been in King Kong. Um, Jed has also been in District 9 and a few other films. And anyways, it's really neat to have them together. Uh, they were also in our virtual film festival this year. Jed was planning to be here in San Diego before the COVID-19 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and sharing it with everybody. So uh, make sure you tune in. It's live. Yeah, it's going to be be fun to watch. And just uh, I'm on the Lockdown uh, website, uh, lockdowncon.com. And uh, once again, it's going to be June 26th to the 28th. And um, some of the other. Yeah, I wanted to bring up something. It's put together by Swords and Circuitry Studios because they Mm -hmm. are also, you should know, uh, they've sponsored our film festival uh, several years now as well. And some of the guests that are going to be showing up, uh, you have John Billingsley. He acted on uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, he's, I guess he's uh, one of the uh, people on Uncharted Regions. You have uh, Brandon Easton. He's a well-known uh, comic book uh, writer. Um, you have uh, John Jennings, another prolific yeah. uh, comic book writer. Um, he was on that he, panel that you moderated, right? No, he was on the panel that was before my panel. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, you mentioned Jed Brophy, um, uh, Mark Hadlow, and uh, there's a whole bunch of people here that that come from different different fandoms. So it'll be interesting to watch. So I'm looking forward to definitely your panel for sure. Yeah. And by the way, for our listeners, the panel that we were talking about that um, <laughs> that you moderated. That was oh. at Black Comics Day uh, <laughs> yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. Right. Our, our our good friend uh, Keith and Jones. That's um, right. He he had asked me to moderate a panel. It was called Empowered: How Indie Comic Book Creators uh, Build Universes and Communities. So um, he asked me to moderate that panel uh, two years in a row now. So That's I'm honored awesome. to have to have done that. Yeah. So. And um, I asked Keithin because he was going to be in our film festival this year as well, remember? That's right, yeah. He's going to have his panel. Yeah, he was going to have uh, well, basically like a like a workshop on uh, Kickstarter campaigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, th- I think that's uh, something filmmakers love to know about. He shot his Kickstarter campaigns with, um, with his phone. I did not know that's that. Right. Yeah. So... He's been doing some live things every now and then. Um, he'll, especially, he'll be drawing and, and talking to like his followers uh, every so often. So uh, he's still using his smartphone. <laughs> yeah, well, he's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of people that you and I that I've met through you that are pretty incredibly awesome. And I know you have met people through me through the film festival and everything that you also think are pretty awesome and. 
you know, it's a give and take thing. You know, we're both in this same, we kind of are, the community of the people that you know and the people that I know, right, from the film industry, they kind of cross together, you know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Awesomeness is awesomeness. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, some of the filmmakers that I've, I've, met through you. I mean, CK Golding was definitely one of them that, that comes to mind. Yeah. And you know, there's one filmmaker I'd like to see back again in our film festival again. I think he's been taking a break far too long. (laughs) Uh, Brian Hennings. Oh yes. From down under. Yeah. He came to our (laughs) film festival twice in a row. Mm -hmm. And the second time he came and he won. And uh, we haven't seen him again. So <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Brian, come on. You've taken a long enough break. Time to get back on the saddle. <laughs> That's right, Brian. The kangaroo saddle. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Perth in Australia. They're in a different time zone than in Sydney. Ah. Yeah. They're, they're on the west side, and Sydney's on the east side, basically. Um, but... Yeah. And yeah, actually, the- that's where uh, Heath Ledger was from, Perth. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Just, I know stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Thanks for hosting me. <laughs> hey, you're, you're welcome. Anytime. Thanks for uh, for giving me the opportunity. And, and thank you for, you know, I think we've known each other since 2016. Time flies. And um, I'll, I'll never forget... Um, when I met you for the first time at your, 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 your panel at Sango Comic-Con. Um, and it was just on a whim, really. I had, I was taking a break from, uh, interviewing people and I just decided, Hey, I'm going to be a fan for the next couple hours. And I had bookmarked uh, your panel as one of the panels that I wanted to go see. So, you know, I went there, uh, checked out your panel and we talked for a little bit afterwards and, uh, we started following each other on social media and then now we become friends and collaborators. And uh, I'm just thankful that uh, I went to your panel. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, that's another thing. San Diego Comic Con got postponed or whatever, but they're going to yeah. do um, <laughs> a thing. But anyways, all right, well, cool. Um, I'm glad that you've been a part of our film festival Um each and every year and that you're part of the team. Um, and, um, I really appreciate it, Aaron. I mean, everything you do, including, you know, it's Saturday night here in San Saturday night live. No, um, <laughs> here, here in San Diego. It is Saturday, it is Saturday night. <laughs> it is. It's Saturday night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on lock, lockdown. No, um, things have opened up a little bit here, but it's still, you know, it's still not, it's still discouraged. Is that even a word? Uh, Yeah, it's a a word. (laughs) Is it? Um, Yep. Yeah, it's Saturday night. What would I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, everybody, say goodbye, Aaron. Goodbye, and don't forget to tell your own story before someone else tells it for you. That's right. We're going to put links to to, uh, Aaron's uh, website, by the way, on on the notes and we always include links to ours. So I don't even have to tell you that, but, uh, we'll include a link to Aaron's website so you can see, 
uh, read his stories on his website and follow some of his podcasts are pretty fun. They have some pretty cool um, guests, Aaron. And um, yeah, you guys uh, stay safe, submit films. You know, you can submit more than one, Uh, submit films, make films, share your stories and uh, and be healthy. (laughs) 